trick or treat. Smell my pits. Feed me chocolate. Give me zits. Wreck my teeth. Make me sick. Make me hurl a Halloween brick. Come the country, scour the town. Find old candy, wolf it down. Every morsel, every crumb. Eat it till your mouth is numb. Drink or treat, smell my butt. Shovel sugar into my gut. Give me the candy, mother load. Feed me junk till I explode. Morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 83. We're talking cat dog. Hmm. Cat dogula. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first okay. cat dog episode. <laughs> Yo, you loved it. <laughs> the, the results are in. Uh, this is our first cat dog since uh, last Thanksgiving. Yeah. We did Talking Turkey. And this yeah. is the episode after Talking Turkey. Directly. Yeah. Yes. So we're going in chronological order. Why, wait, starting arbitrary. Why did the Halloween episode air after the Thanksgiving episode? Okay. <laughs> it's cat dog. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. Um, but that uh, Talking Turkey has been like one of the episodes that's come up the most over the last year as far as just one... Uh, for standing out as bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just kind of, you don't have to like say it right off the bat, but uh, still bad. The show yeah. or talking turkey? <laughs> no, talking turkey is bad. The show, yeah, it's not great. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm well, biased toward animation, but I'm gonna. It's... I think I'm gonna be the one sticking up for cat dog here. <laughs> I'm not even sure how you could stick up for cat dog. I know that there are lots of people who love Cat Dog, and there's stuff that is likable about it, and we're yeah. gonna we're gonna really get to the bottom of it today. <laughs> you've, I mean, you've taken it upon yourself to make sure this perspective is heard. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> It's yeah. a good idea. I like the idea of a cat dog, but <laughs> you do because yeah, I mean, that's that's the part that that's good. But yeah, they the, just the concept not, of the show. They did not execute. Yeah. Well, this is another 30 or what, 24 minute episode. Yeah. Traditionally, they're in segments. Um, it, do, it does feel like a feature length. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into it, we did get an email from uh, one of you guys about our year in review, 1993. Uh, so, mm. this is from Ethan. Ethan says, I love these year in review episodes. I've been waiting for 1993 because I always think of it as the as culturally the first year of the 90s. It's the first year that the decade was in full swing. 90 to 92 were still experiencing some effects from the 80s, but 1993 was the first to have its own 90s identity more along the lines of what the decade came to be. Uh, his favorite favorite shows from 93 are his favorite show was Boy Meets World um, from 93 same as Melissa. Uh, his close call would be The Late Show with David Letterman. Um, he said, Boy Meets World and Letterman are my two, two of my top three favorite shows of all time. Wow. Makes sense that Ethan's a Letterman guy. Yeah. <laughs> Expand. <laughs> He's a mother guy? If you're a mother guy, you're, uh, you're a Letterman guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, you've really held that. You've, 
Eth you connect Ethan with Mother. <laughs> yeah. Don't we? Don't, don't <laughs> well, he emails a lot, so no, I, I've, I've lost well, I connect, track. <laughs> well, I connect him with lots of other good stuff, too. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like I a, agree with his point that 93 is the first real year of the 90s. Okay. I think he's right. Uh, I do. I usually connect him with the fact that he's a Warriors fan, which is oh. a downer. Okay, so that really makes sense. We got Letterman, <laughs> Mother. Wait, what's your deal against Letterman? Besides the fact that he's hilarious. <laughs> I, I, I really don't ever plan to go into these like All right. things that I don't like. All right. I, I, I think that David Letterman... Um, the the degree of respect that he has earned universally, among everyone, um, a little overstated. Okay. Especially given you know he's had a sordid past. Yeah. Sure. Uh, anytime someone goes for like the big beard look, mm-hmm. the big bushy beard looker totally changes up their look as like an old guy. Just feels a little desperate. Huh. I prefer him with the beard. Yeah, I, I like the beard. I do. I, I think it looks cool, but I just think, like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> I, I will say, though, that that Norm Netflix show yeah. is very good. Yeah. Are we just changing? <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's the he's the, he's the, uh, the Letterman's on it. For it. Oh, and, yeah, and yeah. he's he's on an episode. Right. Yeah. He's on an episode, and he wow. put Norm on. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys watched the Norm? Yeah. That's great. It's good. Yeah. I think it's I think it's excellent. Should watch it. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I thought I thought I would not like it because I'm pretty sick of Norm. <laughs> but I was wrong. It's very it's very good. Cool. Sorry. Uh, his favorite Nickelodeon show of 1993, Adventures of Pete and Pete, Close Call, Rocco's Modern Life. Uh, favorite album of 93, August and Everything After by The Counting Crows. He says, possibly my favorite album of all time. Surprised that that one didn't come up. Yeah. That Mr. No one even talked about Mr. Jones. Yeah, I know. I mean, that, I mean, that, it was a good year for songs. But that, Very good year for songs. I think everyone that everyone knows knows all the words to Mr. Jones. I don't think I, I know, know all the words. words. Shy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah. know the song. <laughs> <laughs> you know that part. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I okay. know all of the words. You didn't want Chris to keep going. <laughs> the chorus. Okay, fine. <laughs> Uh, his close call was When My Heart Finds Christmas, Harry Connick Jr. Literally oh, the greatest boy. Christmas album ever. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> wow. Has he not heard Neil Diamond's? Has he not heard of Christmas Mariah Carey? Wait, Carey? so Mariah Carey's your favorite Christmas album? Absolutely. Well, that's the, that's the best Christmas song. What, what's your favorite? Uh, you said... Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond. <laughs> Mine's John Denver and the Muppets. Love it. I never even thought about a Christmas album. <laughs> I, I haven't either, but I like Mar- I think Mariah Carey deserves all the praise, the, the '90s praise that yeah, she's she's a legend. It's she just that one song. Yeah, but that song. And it's only because it's in Love Actually. You could just no, it is not. Which is the greatest movie of all time. Love Actually <laughs> just took it because it was already the most well-known best Christmas song of all time. Was it? And I think the album is just ten tracks of that song. Uh, when that's fine. <laughs> cool. Sorry. <laughs> his favorite song of 1993 was Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. Uh, his close call was Dreams by the Cranberries. Mm-hmm. 
and his Ferguson was I'd Do Anything for Love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the song that Andrew just loves so much. Any rebuttal? or <laughs> I, I still like it. <laughs> oh, well, Ethan, you haven't changed his mind. We've tried. Uh, favorite movie <laughs> Favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Close call is Heart and Souls, an extremely underrated movie. Most haven't heard of it. I implore you to watch it as soon as you can. Andrew never looks, heard of it. I've never, never heard of it either. Never flummoxed it. here. And if Andrew hasn't heard of it, then good uh, God, can't imagine. The is it about the making of the song Heart and Soul? That'd be I, interesting. I was thinking it was like a horror movie because it says souls. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. His uh, his Ferguson was Army of Darkness. Uh, he said just uh, so da- just so dated and not scary or funny, just kind of boring. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know if I'm able to take Ethan seriously anymore. Uh oh, Ethan. Uh, he says um, I always said that 1993 is the best year in movies. In fact, I'm showcasing it on my blog as I'm in the process of watching each. And every movie from that year. Wow. Uh, every so. movie from 1993. <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite an undertaking. It is. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, he says, keep up the amazing work. Uh, so excited for Podtober, your friend, nice. Ethan. Real quick, do you guys... Great. Your friend, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I like hearing from Ethan. Okay, me too. Yeah. I, I won't hold his... <laughs> Movie taste against Meat, meatloaf and army of darkness against them. So your distaste on uh, on on your face after the army of darkness. T- <laughs> I like it. Palpable. I like it quite a bit. The, the listener could hear it. Do you guys? Are you guys curious about what Heart and Souls is about? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Quick uh, plot here. As long it, the longer we could not talk about cat dog, the better. Sure. <laughs> okay. Harrison Charles Grodin Penny. Uh. Alfrey Woodard, wow. Julia Kira Sedgwick, huh. and Milo Tom Sizemore oh. die in 1959 when the bus they are riding crashes. The four continuous ghosts, guardians to the child born at the moment of their deaths. Baby Thomas grows up to be a businessman, Robert Downey Jr., who has memories of his playmates but assumes they are products of his youthful imagination. Wow. When the ghosts realize they need Thomas's help to move on, they decide to make an appearance once more. That's really interesting. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I'd watch it for Charles Grodin alone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. You had me at Grodin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, as Andrew said, we are talking Cat Dogula today. Uh, this episode premiered on Tuesday, October 26th, 1999. Uh I, as as we've battled, uh, the when it aired is, you know, have fun just picking. Uh, it could be season two, could be season three, yeah. could be episode nineteen, could be episode four. Um, I don't know. Yeah, very unclear. Yeah. Good thing uh, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there. Yeah, someone cares. But uh, October of 1999, we discussed this last Podtober on the SpongeBob Scaredy Pants episode. So if you're interested in what happened that month, I guess you could pause this podcast, uh, start Scaredy Pants, listen, and that, come back. That might explain why they waited to air this episode. Ah. Oh, because of SpongeBob? I don't follow. Didn't the Thanksgiving one come first? Yeah. Maybe they didn't want Cat Dog going up against SpongeBob. Hmm. Halloween specials. Yeah. SpongeBob was a, a breakout hit. Yeah. yeah. And it would have been a couple nights before. And same same dude, right? Same voice actor? Uh, uh, no. They're not sure. Carlos. Uh, okay. Tom Kenny. Oh, uh, Tom Kenny. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My bad. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's okay. SpongeBob and dog. Ah, okay. You've been very busy. Yeah. Busy man. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're not going to talk about uh, October of 1999, which means I guess we're just going to jump in. Mm. What better way? <laughs> Look, you guys. Well, let's start with the theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with the theme song. I, I want to read it to you guys. Uh, I have it here on my computer. I got to pull it up. So we all we all know the tune of the, the cat dog theme song, but. I never really paid attention to the words, like I picked up one here or there, but it is, I'm, without comment, alright. <laughs> one fine day, with a wolf and a purr, a baby was born, and it caused a little stir. No blue buzzard, no three-eyed dog, I think it's frog, no three-eyed frog. Yeah, I think so, frog too. Okay, I'm getting, these lyrics are incorrect. <laughs> uh, just a feline, canine, little cat dog, cat dog, cat dog, alone in the world was a little cat dog, out on the road. Or back in town. All the kind of critters put cat dog down. Gotta rise above it. Gotta try to get along. Gotta walk together. Gotta sing this song. Cat dog. Cat dog. Alone in the world was a little cat dog. Cat dog. Cat dog. Alone in the world was a little cat dog. Very good. Yeah. I like it. Just as I remembered it. <laughs> okay. A couple things. Okay. Number one, just a personal songwriting pet peeve when someone references in their song singing the song oh oof that is just what, like what was the line that's gotta gotta come together oh, gotta sing this song it, yeah. okay okay so but is there a difference so in this song it's a song about cat dog referencing that it's a song about cat dog saying that we gotta sing the song of cat dog would you say that's different than like say uh wonder years where it's like you know he's talking about sing me a song Oh no! Because sing. it's already an existent song. Oh yeah, sing me a song is fine. Thus, it's a it's a it's a determiner. Okay. It's an of versus the. When people are like, especially when people are like, this is why I wrote this song. I don't know. Maybe Brett loves modern country. Yeah, that happens a lot. It happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's it's enjoyable. A That's a plus. Sometimes I want to know exactly why. They're writing that particular song. I wrote this well, I song. Think... And then they <laughs> tell me, then I could listen and be like, oh, okay. This beer with Jesus yeah. uh, have that? <laughs> it might, actually. <laughs> uh, well, I would agree that lyrically it leaves something to be desired. It's uninspired. A... It's uninspired, really? yeah. I mean, I think that it's better than uh, a lot of the shows that just like list the characters or you know or even more literal like about what's going on sure something like that. <laughs> <laughs> one one more point on this sorry to, to belabor it but I, i'm getting the lyrics off of genius rap genius uh <clears throat> in which you know you can annotate every line yeah. and the annotations for this song are really funny so one fine day with a wolf and a purr a baby was born it caused a little stir annotation so one day a dog and a cat had a baby and it was strange and it obviously caused a little stir or problem since it's, <laughs> since it's weird <laughs> and that <Yeah>. is <laughs> that continues throughout the that world. annotation was by chris <laughs> yep under my pseudonym cat dog cat dog taylor six 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 cat dog taylor <laughs> oh boy all right well uh the episode before you even start, this like title sequence through the graveyard yeah. uh, is the best part of the episode. Spooky. Oh, absolutely. It is very good. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that, actually. Yeah, like this, I, I was sitting there like, this could be a good yeah. cat dog. 
but yeah, I the animation's know. like even better than the rest I, of the show. Like, where did this come from? I thought the anim. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. But yeah, I I agree that that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was well, like they brought in people from Red and Stimpy to be like, "Could you yes, make this yeah. opening <laughs> sequence?" <laughs> All right, let's get uh, into it. Um, so inside the house, cat dog are carving a jack o' lantern and preparing for Halloween. Dog tears through the house in excitement and dives into their costume chest, and he emerges dressed as Count Dogula. Cat comes out dressed as Duke Hanamoku, two-time Olympic medalist and patron saint of surfing. Hmm. Winslow then steps out of his hole dressed as Elvis and tells them that he's going to a private party, of which they're not invited. Not cool. Suddenly there's a news bulletin on the no TV. <laughs> Winslow's a jerk. Oh, that's your take? Yeah, he also says goyles for girls. Yeah, he's got that accent. He, no, no one has that accent. <laughs> I don't really remember Somebody's him in other episodes, that, I think. he seems like a jerk. <laughs> he usually is not being very nice. Yeah, I like him, though. I like his... <laughs> Joey's very sensitive to mean <laughs> cartoon characters. <laughs> I think he's mostly mean to Cat, though, not so much dog. Well, yeah, mm. and that's fine, I guess. Well, he yeah. is. <laughs> he is a mouse, right? A yeah, 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 yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, classic yeah. Tom and Jerry right there. Yeah. Yeah. So the news bulletin is reporting on TV that Mrs. O'Leary's cattle have been found bloodless with tiny puncture, puncture marks on their necks. The Mean Bob Halloween special for this important bulletin. Mrs. O'Leary's poor cattle lie here, bloodless with tiny puncture marks on their necks. Ah! Oh, come on. It's just one of those fake, scary news reports they do on Halloween. What kind of fiend could have done this horrible act? Ooh. <gasps> ah, oh, ah, be afraid. Be very afraid. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid. Okay, so it's a very good, very well-produced fake, scary news report. Outside, Lola watches the news report and sees a dark shape flying over the city. Seems like no one really cared about that news report, except for <laughs> Cat Dog, or oh. well, Dog, really. No, that that's that that giant angry mob. My fellow Nierburgers, we've got ourselves a vampire problem. <laughs> we've got to track down the blood-sucking undead and stake them. <laughs> Right. You know the whole plot of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It just gets it just gets things going. It just didn't seem like no one. And no, no. <laughs> Maybe you're injecting like your feeling of not caring about cat dog. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems that if cows were dying, like the whole world would be going crazy, not just like and rising from the dead. Yeah, you know, yeah. of a story. Um, well, going off that. In the city, Rancid Rabbit is organizing a mob to find and stake the undead. Another unlikable character. Yeah, Rancid Rabbit? Rack him up. Yep. I like him. Mm. I like how he talks. Good voice actor. <laughs> I like how he talks. <laughs> All right. I guess I don't have a problem with that. Back at the house, Dog is still scared, but Cat convinces him to go trick-or-treating. See, that's what I meant. Like, they went trick-or-treating when there's zombies outside. Oh, that's, I see what you're saying. That's true. Like, they this, love candy. Yeah, I heard the song. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> Every, everybody did start the episode. Um, this is where Cat Dog begin to sing a song as they collect their candy and the mob searches for the vampire. 
Uh, can we listen to that song? <laughs> yeah. is, that, well, is that on the docket? Cause... Can I read the lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have the lyrics? Yep. <clears throat> Do you mind? No. Trick or treat, smell my pits, <clears throat> feed me chocolate, give me zits, wreck my teeth, make me sick, make me hurl a Halloween brick, comb the country, scour the town, find the candy, wolf it down. Every morsel, every crumb, Eat it till your mouth is numb. Trick or treat, smell my butt. Ew. <laughs> Shovel sugar into my gut. Give me candy, the mother load. Feed me junk till I explode. I just feel like that was like an anti-Halloween song. It was a song clearly written by adults trying to appeal to children. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, that's a good way of thinking. Yeah. Uh, it's not very funny. That's, uh, that's my... Final statement for cat dog. It's not very funny. <laughs> People, okay, so jokes don't land on the show. There are a surprising number of views for the YouTube video of just that song. Wow. People, and there are lots of comments about how much they love that song, including comments wow. like, and these aren't my official "What would YouTube comments do?" comments. But, do you have some of those? Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but there are lots of people who are like, I've had this song stuck in my head for days and I didn't know what it was from. You know, like, the really? song wow. re- is really resonated. It's not catchy people. at all. It's not yeah. catchy at all. It's not catchy or memorable. That's why I had to write the lyrics down because <laughs> they were bizarre and not memorable. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you think it's worse than the theme song? I think that whoever wrote the theme song wrote <laughs> that song. Oh. <laughs> okay, that could be. Um... So afterward, Lola is watching the skies when she spots Nosferacho and a swarm of Peruvian <laughs> vampire ticks. That's a good character name, I guess. Yeah, yeah. well, it's okay. <laughs> I actually didn't even catch it during the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like ten times. <laughs> He's the leader of a group of bats. Peruvian vampire ticks. How come we always go to work on Halloween, amigo? Because we are the legendary Peruvian vampire ticks, man. Compadres, been feeling thirsty. Sunning red, perhaps? Oh, about we suck this down dry. <laughs> Laugh with me. <laughs> shape a bat and fly like one right did you watch the episode um so i actually was talking about this with andrew before we started uh i watched it i started watching it thursday and i turned it off about five minutes i'm like i just i'm not in the mood for this and then last night i turned it on and i fell asleep i'm not joking three or four times and i had to keep like rewinding it was a real battle to get through this episode um, wow. So there's there's probably gaps in my memory. So you can see why one might miss <laughs> yeah. the name of a, a but character. I, no, I caught that name, but <laughs> but yeah, I means... got you guys. I watched it three times. Wow! Like uh, in a row, not because you were falling asleep. I rewound it, uh, <laughs> not because I was falling asleep, but because I got distracted by like interesting things. Uh, yeah, anything else. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> So Cat Dog finished trick-or-treating, and Cat convinces Dog to take the shortcut home through the cemetery that we saw at the beginning of the show. Mm. Odd moment. Uh, the cemetery shortcut seems to be to their right, I believe, and the and the other way seems to be to the left. Their house... Well, no... 
Couldn't they see their house, though, through the cemetery? Yeah, but you couldn't see it going the long way. Oh. It's just like a, you know, a world thing. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. that they would have, like, the reasonable thing is to go through the cemetery. Well, it's just, you know, you're going in opposite, this, the, the shortcut <laughs> is the exact opposite direction as the long cut, which doesn't make sense in any uh, <laughs> geographic space that I'm aware of. Maybe, what's the town called? Near Nierberg. Nierberg. Maybe you just needed the map to Nierberg. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, I thought that was odd. <laughs> that was my one, my one problem. <laughs> that was it. Everything else was positive. I'm waiting for your positive stuff. <laughs> you said you, said you kind of like cat dog. Uh, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're in the cemetery. So on their way through the cemetery, the vampire ticks spot them, and they bite dog. But cat's garlic lay scares them away. Nosferatu, mira, mira! Two heads, one body, where are we? Wakilan, what is that thing? I don't know, but uh, I'll bite anything once. <laughs> or twice. <laughs> the garlic lay yeah. is a very lazy writing Man, moment. Cause I, I did extensive research to see if there is anything associated yeah, yeah. with Hawaiian culture and garlic. There's not. You know, I actually give that that detail credit for being, like, the closest thing to being, like, an interesting story development in this episode. I would have, I would agree if there was one little detail of, like, oh, Cat's looking for a lay, he can't find a lay, so he makes one out of garlic instead, or something like that. Because, yeah, they should have done something like that. Because he has it as part of his costume, as if that's an obvious part of a surfer Hawaiian dude costume. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks like a lay, and it makes you're more... unfamiliar with what a lay looks like, I agree. I think they're generally uh, I mean, made for, of flowers. For a sh- no, but I mean, it has that same shape or but whatever. Why, and that it's a necklace. But, yeah, why, yeah, it's basically. but why use it for a costume? Um, just to serve the rest of the story, basically. Which would go yeah, back yeah, to Christmas. I, agree, I, agree, I, I largely agree on that. I just think there's a lot more details in the episode that are way worse. Than yeah, that. there's a lot of lazy writing in this episode. I don't, okay. I don't know if that's the one that stands out the most. Fine, that was the one that, that was my second critique. My only, okay. my second. So a dog transforms into a real vampire and attacks Cat, but Cat uses the garlic to fend him off. Neck wounds, bad reaction to garlic, a much nicer cape, real fangs. <laughs> Dog, you're a vampire. That is Count Dogula to you, hula girl. Cat Dog hear the angry mob coming, and they hide inside a tree, where they are soon discovered. But before the mob can stake them, Dog transforms into a bat and flies Cat home. Did they hide in a tree in Talking Turkey? I felt like yeah. they did. When Turkey might have hidden in the Oh, they, yeah, maybe they hide Walt in the tree. To like... <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> it was so good they had to use it twice. Um, on their way, they run into Lola, and she takes them back to her treehouse, where she tells them the legend of the Peruvian vampire ticks. But it's true! Now we have to find a way to get the vampire out of Dog's body! Hmm. Everything you always wanted to know about vampires, but were way too afraid to ask. The only way to cure a vampire tick's victim is to completely drench, drown, deep or dunk them in garlic juice. 
Warning, you must perform this before the clock strikes the 12th chime on Halloween, or the victim will be a vampire forever. Oh, that's too long. We've got eight minutes. Where are we going to get that much garlic juice? Well, we could always try the old abandoned garlic factory. Some heavy exposition. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, this is how you're going to solve the problem. See you yeah, in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Cat wonders where they could possibly find enough garlic juice in eight <laughs> minutes. And Lola suggests the old abandoned garlic factory. See, that's the lazy writing right there. <laughs> that was the big one. That I, I was actually like, okay. like that. I thought that that was at least, like poking fun of its own laziness like it's yeah. this deus ex machina thing of like <laughs> they're really going over the top and like how lazy it would have seemed to... funnier if all the other d- details weren't similarly lazy so it like i liked the old abandoned garlic factory. <laughs> i did i liked the name of the book that she was reading from yeah it's like probably. everything you ever wanted to know about vampires but Except the actual title of the book, like was, when when they show the, yeah. the book, they, yeah. it just says like the undead. I think the undead, <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice ripoff. Another point here is the eight minutes that they have oh, to yeah. solve this. Like I'm not sure why they limited it to eight minutes. Like this uh, impossible time frame. But how much of that? Wait, episode that doesn't uh, doesn't everybody oh. officially become vampires at midnight? So that's like how much time they have. Yeah, but why they picked eight minutes yeah. and not like a more reasonable sounding like half hour? Time. Yeah, right. yeah, hour. Good no, point. Eight minutes to get to the <laughs> abandoned garlic urgency. Factory. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that we had no idea it was anywhere around that graveyard. Uh, well, before we get to the garlic factory, why don't we take a '90s yeah. Halloween commercial break? Play those bugs are losing with fun. We're creepy. We're freaky. We love to be real sneaky. Gross. Play those bugs are losing with fun. We're growing. We're glowing. Our hair is overflowing. Play those bugs. Losing with fun. Don't be a creepy crusher. We're scary. We're hairy. Out of the ordinary. Bugoosers, creepy crushers, losing with fun. Play-Doh comes with glow-in-the-dark Play-Doh. Creepy crushers and case of color sold separately. <laughs> we said it before and we'll say it again. Stay close to the phone from 6 to 10. Felt good. It was good to get a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we needed a little... It was nice to pause for Cat Dog for yeah. a second. Yeah, I like the second one. Yeah, you always do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Cat Dog and Lola fly off while the ticks are chasing the mob and turning the greaser dogs into vampires. As they're flying, Cat eats his lay to stop Dog from biting him, <laughs> and Dog go, passes out. Yeah. What a weird little moment. It's yeah. A, it's a, it is kind of a cool effect to use your breath to get the vampire. This was actually him. digestive. Yeah, he digested it, and it went into uh, Dog's body. So we're not at the breath yet. No, that comes later. Okay. More There's... garlic later on. Because that's just like, the anatomy of cat dog is so weird. Got it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so Lola carries them the rest of the way to the factory, but the ticks are waiting for them when they get there, along with all the townspeople who have since been transformed into vampires. Lola distracts the ticks while Cat Dog go inside, but the factory is empty except for one small garlic bulb. Mm. Do they explain how they tracked them down? Like why everybody was at the garlic factory if they were vampires? <laughs> Maybe they overheard them mentioning it. Well, the answer to your question is no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they don't explain it. Okay. All right. Interesting choice. <laughs> Soon Lola returns, transformed into a vampire, but Cat eats the garlic ball here and uses his breath to stop her. What part? Well, I just didn't like... I liked L- Lola uh, on the team. Yes. Yeah. It was hard. It was emotionally tough <laughs> for me to see her turn into a vampire. What part of the episode did you like? Because we're running out of time. <laughs> no, I liked that. It, it oh, tugged on my heartstrings. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't right. like, you know... Yeah, yeah, you know I got I mean? it. I, re- I, re- yeah. I thought it was kind of a throwaway scene, too. Like, she didn't really need to turn into a vampire. Oh, I thought point. it was emotionally because... powerful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Kat runs up the stairs to the attic of this factory and finds the ticks are already waiting for him. To escape, he jumps out the window and drags Dog up to the roof, where he discovers a giant bulb of garlic. Okay, mm. but when they jump... Alright, so this is another, like, late landscape error. They jump out the window, which is be- technically below the clock. Yeah. And then, like, immediately the ticks look out the window, and they're, like, on <laughs> top of the clock. <laughs> yeah. It's a real wiggly creature, that cat dog that like, can, like I, I swing guess. itself around. I guess. Alright, I'll stop nitpicking. Not to mention the enormous, impossible garlic bulb that exists that is for some reason on the outside of the factory. Is right. this an it's also very visible it, when they're going actual. into the factory that maybe they would want to check that out. Is this an active factory or is, are we supposed to think it's abandoned? No, it seems to be oh, abandoned. Oh it is it is stated as abandoned. Yeah, they abandoned. call it the abandoned. Oh yeah. yeah. So that factory. onion it's been up there for a long time? It's a garlic, presumably. I'm sorry, uh, garlic? It's been up there a long time? <laughs> uh, presumably. However yeah. long the factory has been shut, we're not sure. But it's it, also as the you're largest aware, garlic sure. bulb Yeah, ever. the bigger yeah. the garlic bulb, the longer the shelf life. Oh, then, yeah. <laughs> Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so Cat accidentally sends, knocks the giant bulb crashing down through the building, and it lands on a garlic smasher. A juicer. Uh, yeah, garlic yeah. juicer. You're really anti this garlic juice. You just don't want it. <laughs> it's just weird. I, mean, I know, it's a weird... Uh, cause you can't juice it. I mean, oh, you can juice get it. some juice. You can juice it. garlic? You can juice anything. You can juice anything, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Big meat, big meat the parents fan over here. <laughs> hey. Uh, okay. <laughs> Close behind... <laughs> Dog. I, 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 this is going to bother me. Can you juice garlic? Yeah, you can juice garlic. Uh, I, I, you can get some juice out of it, but I never hear of anybody juicing garlic for any reason. Well, or having garlic well, juice. I know you, guess, you can. I mean, what is like the minced garlic in the jars like? Isn't that in like garlic I think that's oil? just in... I would assume I would imagine the liquid would be brought in from another thing. But okay. the garlic itself would just let, be... Let me lay it on you guys, because I actually... I, I know this. Uh, I buy a lot of expensive juice. All right. I'm, I'm, uh, <clears throat> and one of my favorite things from when I'm getting sick at this at this place in Austin is called the Medicine Man, and it's they juice they put like garlic, ginger, uh, habanero, and that sounds awful. And uh, oregano into a juicer, mm. and you drink that juice. So you can juice it. You can't juice a banana. Now, that's something you can't juice. But you can juice most things. Bananas are like a weird but in the, But in the way that this episode was juicing? Yeah. You just squeeze something on top of the garlic? No. But I want to say yes, because I want... <laughs> <laughs> no, if, all right, all right. This was before they had the expensive, like, $900 juicers. Okay. Commercially available. Right. Okay. 
this remedy that you went over sounds like a made up like TV show remedy. Like as bad as we can make it. The medicine man. Yeah. Uh, well, it works. (laughs) Does it? It does. Okay. Okay, okay. Am I sick right now, uh, <laughs> No. Uh, I'm not okay. sure that's the two follow, but... Um, okay. Well, Cat Dog follows the giant ball of garlic through the building and manages to turn on the smasher, but they survive the fall, which is odd. Yeah. Um, so just it's as weird t- that it's Well, it's weird that dog survives. Cats have... Nine lives. <laughs> That's true. Good. Good. Who lands? Do they land equally? Do, or does cat land? No one in the history of the show has ever watched it close <laughs> enough to, to answer that question. So that's our job. <laughs> so as the ticks, just as the ticks are about to be doused in garlic juice, the juicer shuts down. Oops. Sorry. turn and it appears that Lou accidentally tripped over the plug but he helpfully plugs the machine back in. This is the closest thing they have to a funny moment. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. It's okay. Um, And just as the clock strikes midnight, they drench everyone in the garlic juice, transforming them back to regular people. Unusual Halloween, wasn't it? Dog! It's you! Come here, you! Hey, cat! thanks for saving me from spending eternity as one of the undeads. Bravo! You did it, amigo! That was the most fun I've ever had. Hey, brown eyes! Anytime you want a nipple on my neck, it's okay with me! Hey, we're just playing on things now. Bummer. Que sera, sera. But there's a bright side. We still get to suck blood. <laughs> With everyone back to normal, but on their way out, they run into Winslow. He explains that he was trick-or-treating when he was bit by a kid in a wolf costume. He transforms under the light of the full moon and chases everyone out of the factory. Love it. Also, Love is that everyone in the show a kid going trick-or-treating? Or are they adults that... <laughs> they're, ty- they're ageless. <laughs> Well, who's handing out the candy? Everyone? Uh, yeah, who is handing yeah, out the candy? Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of holes in Cat Dog. I think it's kind of like Charlie Brown, or Muppet style, Muppet Baby style, where you don't see the heads of the people yeah. in the montage. You just see, like, arms. Well, like, the uh, townspeople are something. <laughs> yeah, they're all animals. I don't think there's humans yeah. in Cat Dog world. Yeah. Are there? I don't know. I can't. I don't think so. No one knows. No. I don't don't recall humans. Hmm. Well, you like that ending with um. With the werewolf. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I was out pick or treating, and some kid in a really good wolf costume bit me. Wolf? Beat you? Yeah. So. Hey, I feel kind of funny. The ending was I thought okay. it was cute. Oh, okay. Cool. And it lo- I liked the shot of them, like, running under the full moon. Yeah. Classic cartoon. Good looking. Yeah. You know, hijinks. Looked all right, yeah. 
Okay. Can good, I, to, good to end on a positive. Can I tell you my favorite joke from this episode? Please. Uh, when the when the mob is uh, rallying the the you know themselves. Yeah. Um, that weird mousy character. I don't know. Maybe you know. Winslow. Winslow. No, 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 no. The other one with the long teeth. Uh, I think it's the one who unplugged the squirrel. Maybe. Whatever. Says, death to the undead. They don't deserve to live. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. Good catch. Yeah. Good catch. <laughs> that would be your pinnacle moment. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Good. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's look at some of the details of this episode with some bios and trivia. Hi. This is bios, trivia, ratings, and stray observations. Uh, just to note who did Nosferatu's voice, because I was wondering, Jim Cummings, who we've talked about on here before, he also is Cat's voice. Um, just yeah, he sounds name... just like Cat. Yeah, I, I, like I guess it, so. He didn't really even sound like he well, was Well, he's got, to like, a little like bit of a accent, like a Transylvania type thought... thing. A very culturally inappropriate, uh... <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's pause on this exact thing, because this is worth talking about. Uh, so, okay, so what... I just wonder if you guys have the same thought. I know that I watch a couple of YouTube videos that they have the same thought as me. But uh, okay, so when you think of cows being bitten, um, a Spanish inflected accent, and the concept of the vampire, what creature do you associate that with? Chupacabra. Exactly. Should have been a chupacabra mm. instead of a tick. Because if you're gonna have this like Mexican. I mean, it's it should be Mexican instead of Peruvian, uh, but like yeah, that's the whole legend Peruvian. of the chupacabra is like this thing that comes and steals your cattle. Yeah, and it's do, do they do they just use the tick because of their bloodsuckers? Yeah, I thought tick because of like bloodsuckers with cats and dogs in particular. Yeah. Mm. Oh right. Um, yeah. but, it would make more sense in that world. Oh, but, I also enjoyed that when the ticks became normal, they were still excited that they get to drink blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, well, at least we still get to drink blood, and then they just <laughs> that fly was very, away happily. That was a very good joke. That, that yeah. actually might be the best joke <laughs> But you don't, you, you don't really think that's culturally insensitive, do you? Uh, I mean, it was a little weird. Why, why to have, like, diversity? Is it, does it matter because the person voicing that act, that character, well, we don't really know if they speak Spanish or not. No. Does that matter to you? It's just weird because they kept calling each other muchachos. and hmm. so There are lots of people in America who call each other muchacho. Sure. Though I think Lola is also like supposed to be right. of, like from Mexico or something. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It's culturally diverse. Apparently, sure. Brett wants everyone to be just like him. <laughs> that would be pretty great. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Who did you take a look at? Uh, we also mentioned Tom Kenny already, yeah. dog. Um, but he's got 453 credits, I just wanted wow. to note. Um, Let's start with one. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Rocco's Modern Life, he's Heifer. Right. Mm. Uh, Adventure Time, Futurama, Dexter's Lab. Who's in Futurama? Uh, like random voices. Yeah. Uh, also, I took a look at Shriek, who was voiced by Maria Bamford. Oh. oh. Pretty popular comic. Yeah. Um, I never realized this. Um, she was she, pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shriek. What was it? Who was that? 
Uh, Shriek is like one of the dogs, like the small dog, girl dog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the one that wants to get turned into a vampire and no one will no. bite it? <laughs> Who's no, that? That's the squirrel. Yeah, I'm not sure what the squirrel's name no. is. Um, but she's also done voices on Hey Arnold, Adventure Time, and she's been in Arrested Development, and uh, done a voice on BoJack Horseman. Cool. Uh, the music. Uh, the general, I don't think, uh, the theme, it's not the theme song, but the general score in Cat Dog is done by a guy named Dennis Hennigan. Uh, he also did the music in the 90s for Adventures in Wonderland, which was that weird live uh, action Alice in Wonderland show. Uh, he, after Mark Mothersbaugh and, uh, others, he, he did some scores for Rugrats. He did the music for the Dumb and Dumber TV series, which I didn't realize was a thing. Do you remember that? Show. Yeah, cartoon show. Oh, I vaguely oh. remember a cartoon. Yeah. So they were just like anything Jim Carrey was in, like Ace Ventura cartoon. Mask, I think there was a cartoon. period of time where they were trying to make cartoons or shows out of movies. any popular movie. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a pretty easy thing to do, though. Yeah. You would think that, but how many good ones are there? Zero. <laughs> they still probably made money. So. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Beekman's World, uh, all music for Recess. Uh, mm. And he did additional music for the movie It's Pat the Movie. <laughs> oh, <man>. Additional <laughs> music? Yeah. The only, th- the only thing I remember about that movie is that Ween is in it. <laughs> I don't even remember oh, that. I don't but... remember that. Uh. But it's odd that it's like, this, this movie is really good. We just need some finishing touches. <laughs> More music. Additional music. Call up, call up old Michael Finnegan or whatever. <laughs> Dennis Hamgen, yeah. Uh, one of the 500 writers for this episode's name is uh, Mario Peluso. Um, he did not write much. This is the only cat dog episode he wrote. Uh, he did. He helped with the story on the Johnny Quest versus the Cyber Insects movie. He wrote one episode of the New Kids on the Block TV series uh, called The New Kids Off the Wall. Uh, <laughs> But he, he's mostly a storyboard artist, so I was looking through it. He did, like, a lot of um, G.I. Joe. He did uh, My Little Pony and Friends, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the version we would have been used, used to. Uh, a show that has not come up on this podcast yet that I was a big fan of, had a shirt. Uh, Bobby's did, World. Uh, well, no, that, that, that's true. I did, <laughs> did love Bobby's World. But, uh, no, Denver, The Last Dinosaur. Uh, yeah. Never even heard of it. Really cool show. Hmm. Uh... It was like a cool dinosaur. Like he was skateboarded. He squ- skateboard, skateboarded. Definitely wore sunglasses. I'm guessing. <laughs> Probably had a pair. Yeah. Yeah. Backwards hat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Captain Planet, uh, the Adams Family animated series. Uh, so yeah, he, he Bob the Builder is what he currently or the last thing he worked on. Um, so Mario Peluso is uh, one of the. I think legitimately this episode had like six or seven writers. So I was reading uh, on the Cat Dog Wiki. <laughs> Yeah. There was a lot of trouble with this episode. There, there yes. was a lot of. I read the same thing. A lot of production problems. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's just funny to think of production <laughs> problems with. Uh, Can you elaborate a, on the problems that they ran into? Mindless as cat dog. They were. They were like, man, we nailed talking turkey. How do we follow that up? <laughs> <laughs> the, the writers' room just falls apart. Uh, trivia. Yeah, I got a few here. Um, Dog mutters throughout the episode when he's passed out uh, famous vampire names mm. or the actors who played them. Did you yeah. catch these? I heard him say Bella Lugosi. That was one. Oh, Steve it's... Martin. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> <laughs> there was also Frank Langella, Christopher Lee, and I believe he mentioned of Klaus Kinski, finally. Oh. Oh, weird. 
Weird. I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? Uh, he played the vampire in the Nosferatu remake um, by Werner Werner Herzog. Ah, oh, I did not know that there that was a thing. Uh-huh. Was that a famous yeah. thing? Pretty famous. One of his famous. Movies. They should have hit Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. What about Steve Martin? Wasn't he a uh, who's or Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> <laughs> Dead and loving it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, Cat mentions that he knew he should have been worn his Louis the Fourteenth costume. We mentioned this during Talking Turkey. Yep. The kids call an Easter egg, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was just a. There's no <laughs> way a kid caught that. Oh no. No. Do, um, do you know the? Do you know what we're talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I heard him say that, but I didn't get it. Well. <laughs> I don't really They dressed up uh, in Talking Turkey, Walt, the turkey they're hiding. Uh-huh. He's like a fugitive. They dress him up as Louis the Fourteenth to throw people off the trail. Uh-huh. So they have a Louis the Fourteenth costume. It's pretty, uh-huh. pretty, uh, obscu- I don't know, like, kind, just weird. Kind of I, I think the correct answer is funny. I think that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's a hilarious cartoon I think the correct- costume. <laughs> All right. Um, finally, the Trick or Treat song that was featured in the episode. Did you guys catch who performed this? Like the cat, actual person? Cat yeah. dog? Uh, besides the cat dog. No. Uh, actors. Kids at the end. Yeah. They're called the Transylvania Tonsils. Ah. <laughs> it's a real group? <laughs> For this episode, oh. at least. I... <laughs> it's a cool group, man. An issue of Nickelodeon Magazine was released uh, with previews that shows Dog in a cowboy costume eating candy with Cat annoyed and Winslow laughing. However, this is not seen not only in this episode, but at any time in any of the Cat Dog episodes. Oh, that's some real trivia. Yeah, so it's just a random piece of artwork that made it to Nickelodeon Magazine. Um, It also, uh, just just a little um, tidbit for you people out there who might have a cat or dog. Um... Cats and dogs uh, are deathly allergic to garlic, um, so yeah, the toxicity of garlic for those animals is really dangerous. Don't feed them to your cats or dogs. Mm. Uh, same with chocolate; they go trick or treating, and uh, that can be really dangerous for your pets. Yeah, you nice think PSA. Oh, that, was, that was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want people listening to this and going, "You know, garlic sounds good." Yeah, yeah. The gonna... dogs in the audience, the cats and dogs. Right. Yeah, and, and tuning in. Like... Or the cat dogs. <laughs> or gonna... vampires. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if they're gonna trying... dress their cat up as a Hawaiian surfer and use garlic. <laughs> as a, uh, it's gonna be as the new rage. Though yeah. culturally authentic, it could be potentially dangerous. Yeah. So... Trivia. Well, I just wanted to follow up on the garlic thing. So, um. You know, the, the, we, we're all aware of this idea that garlic is the sort of antidote to vampires. Yeah. I looked into that a little bit because I was curious. Yeah. And so uh, there seems to be a sort of vampire legend for almost, I'm not going to say almost every culture, but they're for a ton of world cultures. Mm-hmm. They're all different. But the one thing that they do share in common is this garlic as the antidote thing, which I think hmm. is pretty interesting. Um, and I tried to look into that and didn't really get any good information, but I think it's worth, one thing that's cool is that garlic has been long known as a repellent to mosquitoes. Yeah. That kind of, you know, puts it together. Huh. Yeah. Garlic yeah. also has like antifungal, antiviral properties. Okay. So, you know, just the, the, the myth, the kind of world myth surrounding garlic is yeah. pretty interesting. You're coming strong with your, um, food trivia. Garlic knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Well, join me for my, uh... <laughs> podcast on uh, 
It's focused on root vegetables mm-hmm. uh, and bulbs. Huh. What's it called? Uh, bulb Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> Keep working on it. <laughs> uh, Stray observations? Yeah. Um, let's see. The, the cat dog's house was decorated. Did mm-hmm. you notice any of the decorations on the walls? I saw witches on a broom. Uh, I saw a cat. There's a black cat. Black cat. Nice. Uh, I don't think I caught... I don't... No, I didn't write down everything. There's also a ghost and a skeleton, uh-huh. but most of these shared a similar trait. Huh? Two heads? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what you call an attention to detail. Pete and Pete-esque. <laughs> that was a one good attention to detail. <laughs> Um, did you notice what the news bulletin interrupted in the t- what program? Oh, that's a good one. That's, uh, a, that's a good one. Matlock? No. no. Catlock? <laughs> no. <laughs> Doglock? It was the Mean Bob Halloween special. Hmm. I think Mean Bob is a character that comes up in cat dogs. Hmm. Um, the city dwellers had a bunch of costumes. I'm sure you caught some of these. Yeah, oh, I caught them all. Oh. Well, maybe not. No, no, no I shouldn't do that. Shouldn't Robin Hood? Was that what the main dude was? I guess. Or or the Pied Piper, maybe? So, alright. So, was the Pied Piper? The only, reason I ever... that, the only reason I thought that is because he was leading all oh. the people. Oh, yeah. that's clever. So, the costumes I saw without like knowing the character name, uh, I saw a guy like in disco with like an afro kind of thing. Uh, I thought the one person was supposed to be Zorro. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, uh, someone dressed kind of as a pilot. There was an astronaut way in the background. Yeah. Um, but then your more specific character is Lola as a witch. Rancid Rabbit is wearing like an Elps costume. Cliff is wearing a gladiator costume. Shriek is wear- uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. Lube is um, a, a mummy. Mervis is wearing a milk carton, which... Ooh. Um, I have no idea yeah, who these characters are. Uh, <laughs> Dunglap is a pirate. Mi- Mr. Sunshine is Frankenstein. And then we mentioned Winslow's Elvis. I That's like what a, I caught. I do like the character that was a milk carton. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I caught a few more. There was a caveman, a pumpkin, a devil. Oh, pumpkin, yeah. Uh, an archer, a pirate. I don't know if you mentioned a pirate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a brief scene of a Enterprise commander from Star Trek. Really? You could tell just by the little uh, Star Trek <laughs> thing, thing on, his on his shirt. Oh, the cool. communicator. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Have it's you nice. guys seen Bobby's tattoo? You got a Star Trek tattoo? Yeah. Oh, no. Cool. Looks cool. Um, some of the houses in the neighborhood were designed to be kind of spooky. Did you catch the house designs? Uh, I didn't, but I did notice that the houses looked pretty cool. <laughs> the I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna stop the episode and like examine. Them. But I did go like, oh, those houses look cool. Should we just move on from there? <laughs> well, let's just make a point that the, the lots of the background animation stuff looked really cool in this yeah, episode. Yeah, agreed. Um, well, they included a spite, a huge spider, an eyeball, vampire teeth. Ooh, the eyeball. Oh, the eyeball. Yeah, was yeah. cool. That was cool. A casket, a skull, and a witch hat. Um, and finally, my favorite part of this mm. whole episode it's about time. <laughs> is Cliff throwing, tossing Eddie the squirrel, it's his name, out the window at that one part. Like, 
when they're in the attic of the factory, uh-huh. Eddie shows up, like still trying to make them turn him into oh, a vampire. Right, and right, he right. just grabs him and wings him out the window. And we just see the back of Cat's head, like watching for like 15 seconds. Just like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that it was, was a good it. moment. It was a good moment. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. It didn't stand out to me. Before. <laughs> it did not stand out to me either. I recall. Just, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's just a testament to a, a good show like this. Everyone can have a different favorite moment. Sure. Absolutely. Um, the title card where it says Cat Dogula, what was the title card of? Hmm. Spiderwebs, maybe? Yeah, just a spiderweb, oh. yeah. Um, Pretty good. Yeah. The, the pumpkin they're carving at the start of the episode, what is it of? Oh, Trojan horse? No. Trojan horse. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Just a... Uh, dog destroy it? Well, dog initially yeah. destroyed his half and then broke through to the other half, but before he broke through, it was of Cat's face. Oh. Huh. Huh. Um, they mentioned the cows on Mrs. O'Leary's farm. Did you guys get the historical reference? No. No. Uh, <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, famously, Mrs. O'Leary's cow knocked over a lantern, and this became the story of how the Great Chicago Fire started burning down uh, the city of Chicago. Whoa! Uh, so for a long time, that was the report that the O'Leary's the cow kicked the lantern, but uh, it's never been proven. But it pre- pretty much like ruined her life, like she became like this she pretty much lived alone like a hermit the rest of her life sure. because like everybody in Chicago blamed her for Man, the fire and... give the lady a break so if that didn't bump up your rating half a star I don't know what <laughs> well come on that's a pretty cool that's pretty cool okay that's probably the <laughs> weirdest detail of any cat dog episode or like the most obscure they, uh, whoever, someone who writes likes history. I mean, there's every episode has a couple history references. Mm. Uh, someone likes Louis the Fourteenth. Uh, the only thing I had here was when they're walking through the graveyard. There's a gravestone where you can see uh, it says "Here lies." Did you catch the name? No. Milky. Milky. Yeah, Milky. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. It's a good Is nickname. It? Is it? I think Milky. Yeah. I think it's pretty poor. Sounds like the first thing that popped oh, into somebody's head. because of a cow. Oh, okay. All right. That is good. Mm. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. I'll allow it. It's all coming together now. I'm so, going to have to give this thing a five. <laughs> yeah, I think you guys just need to slow down while you watch Cat Dog, because like, there's a lot of really I, good details to absorb. I was going slow. And it's not for, you know, the faint of mind. Why don't they use all those details to write better stories? Yeah, there's a... Okay. All right. Did you have any stray observations? Uh, no. Okay. So let's talk about ratings. On IMDb, this episode received a 5.7 out of 10. Not very yeah. good. Not wow. very good at all. Uh, TV.com, <laughs> though, has an 8.4 out of 10. Wow. Proving uh, that these numbers mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to give the definitive numbers here. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, out of five Krebs stars, what did you give Cat Dogula? I gave it a three and a half out of five. Wow. Pretty That's high, I think, probably. Pretty, pretty guys. high. But, um... <laughs> what did you give for, uh, uh... Yeah, that's what I'm looking up right now. Sorry, continue. Uh, I... It was better than Talking Turkey, for sure. Okay, that's what Yeah, you gave, Talking Turkey, uh, you gave Talking Turkey a two. Yeah. Um, it's a big I, jump. Yeah. I mean, it's that much better, I would say. Um, I love the Halloween theme, as you know. Um, and I think it's probably the highest that I expect 
it's the highest I expect to ever give cat dog. Um, yeah. We'll see. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But uh, The Halloween element really helps. Yes. The main problem for me with this was the story was just, like, ridiculous, and all the details were poor, I thought. Um, you know, it's it felt like somebody was, like, they weren't uh, planning ahead at all. They were just, like, as they came up on a detail, they just picked something and went ahead with it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But besides that, I enjoyed it kind of. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> besides the entire strong story, endorse, strong endorse. I enjoyed it. Uh, Brett, what did you give it out of five? Uh, I gave it three. Hmm. Hmm. Respectable. I thought you were going to go lower. Why? Because it didn't <laughs> seem like you could even really watch the whole thing. Ah uh, no. I like. The Chicago like? thing bumped it up a little bit for me. Oh, you like that? Yeah. You like that detail? <laughs> give it a give it an extra half star. You know, they tried. They did try. That's a good point, Brett. <laughs> yeah. Chris, uh, I'm gonna go three five also. Wow. Three point five. Um, I thought about three point seven five, but I think three. Is that an option? Yeah, you can go. Uh, Joey doesn't like it, but I've done, I've done it. I did it this year. He'll type it uh, into his into his logs. Uh, I I agree with. Well, I, I I sort of agree with what Andrew's saying. I, I actually like a lot of the details in the show. Um, it's the continuity that is the problem. Like I don't. I agree with what you're saying that like it doesn't seem like they have a plan for the plot as they're going mm-hmm. along, but. There's enough distracting detail in the background mm. that, like, uh, as a as a you know a viewer just trying to find something to be entertained by, and that's kind of where I was. I'm like, I know that I'm not gonna love this. Is there stuff that I can find interesting or amusing? And I thought there was enough of that stuff that I don't want to ever watch this episode again. But um, <laughs> after some patience, it's like going to the gym when you don't want to go to the gym. Kind of okay, like okay. Hey, there's something there. <laughs> I feel like okay having watched it because now I could talk about it, I guess. But yeah, I think three five is is a fair score. Okay, nice, cool. Uh, I gave it uh, same as you. I bought it's a point one and a half above my talking turkey uh, score, which means it comes one in and a half. One and a half. So one, it comes in at one and a half. No, <laughs> no, I didn't give it a zero. Uh, but I did give it a point five, so I gave this a two. Uh, okay. it was substantially better than Talking Turkey. I think the Halloween element sold it for me. I think Cat Dog is painfully unfunny. Uh, the middle yes. of this episode drag like nothing happens. Uh, it's you pretty could you pretty, it should be a segment episode. You had the first five minutes, and then really you could cut to like the last five minutes, and it yeah, would be fine. Totally. Um, so I think for that reason, I couldn't give it. I understand what you guys are saying, but I just couldn't give it more than that because uh, it's not a good episode of Nickelodeon. Um, so two, feel good with two. Yeah, I mean it's hard because you're when you're thinking about it in terms of Nickelodeon or in terms of Cat Dog. I was thinking more in terms of like what I think Cat Dog can be. And to your point, I think that one of the reasons that I like this episode, probably the biggest reason, is that there wasn't a lot of Cat Dog <laughs> because Dog was someone else. Yeah, the half the time. Yeah, that's good. Um... <laughs> Well, like, but Andrew was saying, like, you suspect three and a half is the highest you'll ever maybe give a cat dog. I suspect, I suspect three is maybe the highest I'll mm. ever give a cat dog. You're still so, waiting for it. So two is pretty good, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're kind of hard on stuff in general. 
Um, a little bit harder than me, I think. Okay. So, uh, especially on the animated stuff, maybe. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably true. Animated, I'm probably harder. But um, before we wrap up, uh, time for some YouTube comments. These are actually YouTube comments from the video of just the song. Mm. Um, because you, you can't they're, find the The trick-or-treating song? Yeah, the trick-or-treating song. Um, Chris Quigg says, they have no butt. How can you smell a butt that somebody doesn't have? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I thought you were going to get I thought I was going to get more of a laugh on that one. That's that pretty is good. a good point. Um, <laughs> Hitalian Goddess says... To Joey's point, dog can't have chocolate. It will kill him because dogs can't have chocolate. <laughs> He's passionate about this. I like it. <laughs> and lastly, and most succinctly, Michael Fish says, Cat dog, what a genius idea. <laughs> I like to think he's maybe never seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> Just stumble across his video. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, pretty strong. Yeah. One, one, uh, oh, yeah. one more. Yeah, please. Uh, I don't know what the again. This was on the video just for the song yeah. in this one particular episode of Cat Dog, but that didn't stop this person uh, again, <laughs> Italian goddess, from saying Pete and Pete sounds like a soil documentary on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not sure I follow that. Pete, Pete. Like, Wait, actually, I have one more from Italian goddess because she was on fire. Question: <laughs> What is cat dressed as? Now that I think of it, who cares? I love dogs. <laughs> sass that you put in that one yeah well italian goddess yeah. and they really were thinking through it as they're writing it. right they post three like, comments on it they posted no less than 15 comments Jesus. on that video. Uh, i had a lot to say should have had them on this episode <laughs> i really thought i was gonna get we're gonna have to get a cat dog fan and Dan keeps claiming he is. We're gonna have to get Dan. I uh, he was Rocket Power. You can only like one. He bad says he likes show. both. I think. But why? I like them both. Uh, well, all I right. Like Rocket Power. I like Rocket Power more than Cat Dog. I think that I like Cat Dog more than Rocket Power. Wow. What about you? Oh, Rock. Oh, Rocket Power. Good lord. Yeah, <laughs> and Rocket Power is not Cat even Dog is a real test of endurance for me. It's one of the only shows that. I dread. Yeah, I dread Rocket Power. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I hope you don't dread naming episodes. It's time for Are You Afraid to Name the Episode? I called this one Dogpire in Nierberg. <laughs> Dogpire in Nierberg. Okay. Mm, I like you. the inclusion of Nierberg. Yeah. Thank you. Sounds like yeah. a good headline. <laughs> good. Uh, Brett? Uh, the only one that I can think of is basically another vampire parody. Very good. Dog for Atu. Uh, <laughs> good. Which I is like good it. because it's about a vampire. Yeah. And the name <laughs> of the episode is actually Dogula, so, you know. Yeah. Cat Dogula. Is it? So are you Cat Dog for Atu or just Dog for Atu? Just Dog for Atu. Cool. And are they playing on Count Dracula? Dog for Catu. Cat Dogula? There you go. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> I think it would have been better is Count Doggy. Okay. Um, my official submission is going to be called The Garlic Isn't Working. <laughs> As a reference to the garlic being the sole 
mechanism of the plot in this show is, is not working. Uh, I just want to remind you, when this episode started, you were <laughs> going to be positive about Cat Dog. Well, I decided that after I saw how <laughs> negative you guys are going to be, but while I was watching this, I also, in full okay. full disclosure, <laughs> thought, you know, the garlic wasn't working. Uh, and I went with Ticked Off. Oh, Ooh. okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But they're more like ticked on. Yeah. <laughs> so to recap, we've got... Uh, Dogpire in Nierberg. Okay, Dogpire in Nierberg. Dogferatu. The garlic isn't working. Ticked off. Ticked off. Yeah. Um, perfect. We'll post those, and you guys can vote on those average options. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Uh, what are we doing next for Podtober? Next, we're talking a show that we haven't even, well, we've mentioned before, yeah. but we haven't talked about at length. Uh, Invader Zim, yeah. Halloween spooktacular of Spooky Doom. That's right. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a title. Uh, and I believe Kevin's joining us. Yeah. Uh, he has been up front. He's never seen Invader Zim, so he's gonna provide really a fresh perspective. Yeah. I hope he watches it. Me too. Uh, <laughs> be kind of weird otherwise. Uh, so that'll be fun. That that'll be our second to last Podtober episode. So we're, we're starting to wind down here. Um, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC Podcast. We're on Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. We you can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can hear us on Podbean or iTunes. You can leave a review. That's really helpful. Uh, even if you just leave us some stars. Uh, and I don't know if you guys heard the news. You would have had to listen to Eureka a week back or so, but uh, we have a listener in Alaska. Sound oh. the air horn. I, I, we did. <laughs> it was an extra long air horn. Did you do just like a real short one, like right Like now? a real. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so have you gotten in contact with the person, or did it like randomly appear? Does any, has anyone taken credit for No, it? no one's taken credit. What episode did they listen to? Don't know. I'd love to know. We were saying probably not a good sign that they listened to only one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, I think the internet takes longer to get to Alaska. Yeah. So maybe they've just now got you know like distant stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they've just gotten the first one. <laughs> Eighty-three episodes are coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we appreciate that. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you guys stopping by. Yeah. Always a pleasure. A, a very big pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so you, what you're you going to sign off with. You, <laughs> you are. Me like. You are a little more pleasured than Brett. Uh, as I often am. <laughs> On that note, uh, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time.